Hello beautiful people, welcome to Fake Talk with Butle. My name is Butle Beitu and I will be your host. Welcome to my world, welcome to my space. A place where I spill the tea about my work with Christ. I talk all things faith. I discuss struggles of being a follower of Christ, the lesson that I've learned and the mistake that I've made in between. So I need you to get your tea, mm-hmm. get comfortable and let's ride. welcome back to my world welcome back to my space thank you guys for joining me again tonight so in tonight's episode oh will be i'll be answering some few questions about myself that i've received um on my twitter page and instagram page so i'll try my level best to ask like to answer honestly as well so yeah in today's episode we are doing get to know the girl behind the mic it's just a quick and simple episode just for you guys to get to know me better so you know what you're getting yourself into you know the kind of person you'll be listening to if you decide to be the permanent audience of this platform so let's jump right into the questions so first questions first question says how long have you been saved and when did you give your life to christ so i've been saved for 10 years like i've gave i gave my life to christ in 2010 i was very young i was doing grade eight i was immature you know after that i had to go be my world itself and i rededicated my life to christ in 2016 so i've been saved saved for three to four years now but i gave my life to christ for 10 years now i don't know if i make sense you know they saved and they saved saved there are people who just got born again and they never literally you know walked with god intentionally so and there are people who gave their life to christ and they intentionally walk with god on a daily basis so one way or the other i was that kind of a person who gave their life to christ and decided to go back to the world and be their their wildest version self and i got to a point where god literally broke me and you know he was literally knocking at the heart of my at the doors of my heart and i had to resp- to respond and be like i'm ready to work with you on a f- on a daily basis so that was 2016 september i will never forget that day 2016 september i rededicated my life to christ 2010 i gave my life to christ second question says what is my favorite what is your favorite bible verse and what does it mean to you so to be honest i don't have a favorite verse i don't want to lie but every verse that emphasizes the importance of reading the word of god is my favorite verse like chapter 119 psalms 119 it's one of my favorite passage like of like since i've got born again that has been a scripture that i always go to that has been a chapter that i always go to because it literally births this passion of wanting to get to dig deep in god's word and get to know god for who he is and get to know god for myself it has been one of the awesome chapters that i always go to every time when i feel like my fire is running out my fire for studying the word of god is running out my fire for getting to know god is running out my fire for being intentional about my about my work with christ is running out i'll always run to someone online it 
it refreshes me it revives me it you know it strengthens me it gives me you know that passion to get into god's word and get to know god for myself and you know just to get to know the plans of god for my life the purposes of god for my life and what god has called me to do on this earth so psalm 119 has to be my favorite chapter but in terms of verses i really don't have a favorite verse i don't want to lie but any verse that emphasizes the importance of god's word is my favorite i am guys i am a sucker for god's word i love god's word more than like if you know if there was no church and anything like that i would definitely on sundays i would definitely be on my way for the whole day i can sit for hours digging into god's word i love god's word if you know me personally you know that i love god's word so let's go to the next question it says what's your favorite worship song and why i'll go with um tasha cobbs this is a move reason being i feel like um it reminds me of who God is. It reminds me of what God is capable of doing. It reminds me that the same God that we read about in the Bible is the same God that we serve today. I mean, it says mountains are still moving, you know, God is still working, God is still raising our people, God is still healing, God is still delivering. I mean, that's a great reminder. I feel like for the, for like, I don't know, but for the past years the christian society has forgotten or has put god in a box of forgetting the power that god has but i thank god that we are coming out of that box people are exercising their power in christ allowing god to be god allowing god to be the powerful god that we read about in the bible so mountains are still moving you know this is a move by tasha cops has to be my favorite worship song i love the lyrics i love you know the anointing in it i love the fact that it is spirit influence you can you know i can play the song the whole day you know if there are times where i can't pray i will sit down and i will listen to that song and it will start ministering to me and i will get to a point where i just thank god for who he is i thank god for his power i thank god for his abilities and capabilities it's a song that reminds me that God is able. God is still able to do exceedingly and apparently above all that we can think or even ask for. Literally, it paints the same God of the Bible. Like, literally paints God in a very perfect picture. I love that song. So, the next question says, what is your favorite thing about church? It also continues saying, which segment is your favorite um, on Sunday services? So my favorite thing about church, um, like, I don't know, just having, you know, people who are in the same state of mind as I am, like having the same people that believe in the same thing that I believe in, having the same people that, you know, I feel like when I'm in church, the people that I see are the reflection of myself. Not all of them, but those who really, really, really are in church. They, I, I, I see myself through them. I see God through them. I see the reflection of Christ. I see the reflection of the work of, of Calvary through people. So I enjoy going to church 
because they remind me of who God is. They remind me of the goodness of God, the love of God. You know, they remind me that, you know, I'm not alone. Mm -hmm. I think that's the way they remind me that I'm not alone. And the favorite segment, my favorite segment in every Sunday service is intercession. If I miss intercession, best believe I will miss the entire service. Like I will be present, but I will not catch anything. So I hardly, actually, since I joined Gospel Pillars, I love that just since I joined Gospel Pillars, I don't miss intercession because those people, they breathe prayer, okay? Like they, they walk prayer, they think prayer, they are prayer themselves. I love it. So it, it, it's been easy for me now because I never miss intercession because intercession to them it's one of they take it very serious they take prayer serious they take speaking to god very serious so it it it, it encourages me not to to never miss intercession and that is my favorite segment because if i miss intercession the word won't make sense for me worship won't make sense for me there's no segment of that day will ever make sense for me so intercession is a foundation of the service for me literally it ushers me into the presence of god people say worship ushers them into the presence of god mm, i believe but for me intercession ushers me into the presence of god and worship takes me further like it takes me deeper you understand it ushers me deeper but the first step is intercession without it i'm a mess like i'll just be you know i'll be there i'll hear all the scriptures i'll write notes but they won't they won't make any sense to me so definitely intercession is one of my favorite segments in every Sunday service. Second question is very interesting. I loved, like every time I read it, because I've been going through this question, I've tried so many times to record this episode and my dog will come and distract me. It will be here barking, barking, barking. Sometimes my aunt will call me my granny, you know, it's, 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 it's a lot. I can't wait to go back to to rest. I definitely, maybe I'll I'll have some quiet space to do this thing. So the question, the next question says, if you meet Jesus right now, what would your reaction be like, and what would be your first word? So to be honest, like to be honest, if I meet Jesus right now, like right now, if Jesus can just appear there like a human being in a human nature in a human form i will pass out like i will pass out like gone i'll be gone i'll definitely pass out and the moment i wake up i come back to my senses the only thing that i will say to him is thank you literally there's nothing else i can say to christ rather than saying thank you like thank you for your cross Thank you for coming down and dying for me. Thank you for seeing me worthy of dying for. Thank you for the blood of, for your blood. Thank you for being by my side every single day. Thank you for not giving up on me. I mean, I was a mess before I met you. I'm still working out my mess even though I'm working with you. Thank you so much for not giving up on me. Thank you for your love, your care, your grace, your mercy. Oh God, thank you. Like literally, I can never say thank you. And I'll definitely say thank you throughout eternity. I'll be saying thank you throughout. Like I'll be saying thank you forever in heaven. That's the only thing that I can say to Christ. I 
I won't be there be asking him any questions and anything like that. I would definitely be unless he's like, now it's time for Q&A. Who has questioned blah, blah, blah. But rather than that, I would definitely be like, thank you. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you and thank you and thank you again. That's the only thing that I'll be saying to Christ. Literally. Like, I have nothing else to say to him than saying thank you. Like, where will I be without him? Like, where would we be without Christ? You know, where would we be without God denying himself, leaving his holy place just to come come down here to die for me? Like, where would we be? Oh, God. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah, you guys. So the next question says, how many times do you pray daily? Well, that's a weird question, but I think maybe the person wanted to, you know, be encouraged or anything. So what I do is I don't want to break. I don't want to sound like I'm perfect or anything, else, anything like that. But I pray twice a day. Okay. I pray in the morning. I pray at night as well. What I do is I have a routine. Now it's, it's turning out to be a habit. So I had I have a routine of doing morning devotion and night devotion. So what I do is every time when I wake up, I pray. Every time when I go to sleep, I pray. So I pray twice a day. I start my day with Jesus. I end my day with Jesus. It's so amazing. Starting a day with Jesus, sometimes, you know, I, I wake up, you know, sad in my feelings. And I'm working, I'm working on that, but I'm still that kind of person who's led by feelings. Like, I allow my feelings to take over me. Like, yo, God, I allow my feelings to take over me. So there will, there will be times where I wake up and I'm just in my feelings. I'll be like, thank you, God, for waking me up. And that's it. And, but there will be times where I'm going hard on prayer. I present my day to God. Um, I sit down at the feet to hear what his plans for the day, you know, what he's expecting me to do and everything like that. But there will be days where I just wake up and I'll just be like, thank you, Jesus, for waking me up. And I'll go about my day. And that will be such a horrible day. Like, I'll be getting mad throughout the day. I'll be on my feelings. I'll be in my feelings, like, throughout the day. I'll be snappy. I'll be rude. I'll be all kind of things. If you see, those who know me, if you see me like that, just know that I didn't start my day with Christ. Just know that you know ah, she 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 didn't start her day with Christ. But if I normally do, you will see if you know my smile, I'll be smiling all the way to heaven. Like I'll be smiling the whole day. Even if somebody would do something to me, I will draw myself from the situation. I'll think for a moment before I answer. But if I didn't start my day with Christ, I'll be snappy, I'll be rude, and I'll be attacking people left, right, and center. So yeah, I pray twice. Sorry for all the theory, but I pray twice a day in the morning and in the evening. Second question says, how do you openly share your faith? How do you openly share your faith? That That's an amazing, that's a good question. Um, For me, social media has been one of the greatest platforms to share my faith. You know, I am on Twitter, I'm on Instagram, I share my faith. You follow me on Twitter and on Instagram, you know, my Instagram stories are all about faith. My Twitter 
tweets are all about faith. They're all about my journey with Christ. They're all about faith. They're all scriptures and all that. And I, to be honest with you, I've won souls more on social media than I ever did on outreaches, on intentional outreaches. Um, there are people that I won, um, I think since 2017, that I've won. Actually, 2016, in the early stages of me dedicating my life to Christ, I've won so many souls than I ever done, like on my daily on my daily life so social media is one of the biggest platform where i share my faith i'm not i'm not you know scared or ashamed of the christ that i follow i share my faith on social media i share my faith on my daily basis like every single day i'm i'm all about jesus if you if you meet me on campus it's Jesus. You meet me in, in, in a party or a concert, whatever. I'm all about Jesus. So I share my... I think one of the greatest advantage is that I'm talkative. Like, I talk, talk, talk. I speak a lot. I talk a lot. Like, I'm just that person who's who always have something to say. That's the advantage. And I thank God for that. And I feel like that's my gift. My talkativeness is my gift because it allows me to say the right things, to say, to speak Christ, speak Jesus, speak God, speak his kingdom, and people get saved. So it's social media, through social media, and also my everyday life. And also there's this thing actually that we do every week called outreach, where we go out to reach, where we go to reach out to the lost or go out to reach to people who don't really know God or people who know God but they are maybe backsliding and then like that so that's another way of me sharing my faith we go to different races we knock and you know we tell people about Christ and if they if they received whatever that we are presenting to them they then we you know lead them in into a salvation prayer they receive cry we take their contact we follow them up they come to church they grow they become leaders they become pastors and we move on so yeah that's how i do it second question says who were you before christ and who are you now two words hot mess i was a mess before christ like before i gave my life to christ I was a hot mess. I was going through a lot. I've had a, a, a rough childhood. So I was going through. Oh God. I was just a hot mess. And I think you guys will hear more about that in my next um episode, which is my testimony. I'll be being real with you guys. I'll be transparent and I'll tell you guys the kidmits before Christ and the kidmits after Christ. So before Christ, I was a hot mess. I don't want to get into too many details, but in just few ways, I was a hot mess. And now after Christ, I am this bubbly, you know, beautiful child of God. In one way, I am graced, okay? In now I'm such a graced soul. Um, I still have my shortcomings, but I'm loved. I am beautifully and wonderfully made. I am loved by God. I am chosen. I am set apart. I was called and 
oh i'm this awesome person you know now before now after christ i'm an amazing person i mean the best place in like in my life that i've ever been and it's all about it's all because of the grace of god the mercy of god the love of god it all goes back to the love of god you know because if it wasn't for the love of god he wouldn't come here to die for us and all that but then it all goes back to the love of god so believe it to before christ a whole mess after christ a graced soul um which passage of scripture helped you in your work with god so i really want to read it out okay i want to read it out so it's proverbs 3 verse 5 to 6 and i'll be reading it out from the amplified version it says trust in and rely confidently on the lord with all your heart and do not rely on your own understanding on your own insight in all your ways know and acknowledge and recognize him and he will make your path straight and smooth so this is the passage that has helped me in my work with christ like you know it's it's at the back of my mind in everything that i do this scripture will pop out if i'm about to tweet something this scripture will pop out if i'm about to say something this scripture will pop out it will always remind me that in everything that i do i should recognize god as the lord and savior of my life meaning as the controller and director and the leader of my life like i don't move until he says so i don't move without a wait from him i don't do anything without back going back and consulting god so this scripture has always reminded me even if i fall short even if i get into some temptation if i fall into some tempta temptation it always reminds me to trust god and rely in god and you know remember that god has died for me you know acknowledging that god has died for me and that this is a mistake that i've made allow the blood of jesus to wash me and come back again and walk with god again this scripture has all always reminded me i mean it has always helped me to be on track with god in my work with god to always check if i'm in the right standing with god check me out check me out it always checks me out if i'm about to do something it checks me out if i consulted with god first you know it always you know help me to check if whatever that i'm doing it's from god or from my selfish ways or from the devil so i always check myself out with the scripture i don't know if i'm doing it justice Oh God, but this is the passage that has helped me in my work with God. From 2016, when I rededicated my life to Christ, there is the same scripture that I was going to every single day. I think I studied the scripture throughout from September to December. I was I was, I was going constantly going back to the scripture to get its understanding. So now it's at the back of my mind. Every time when I do something, I check myself out. If this is God, if this is not God, I consult God first. I recognize who God is in my life so that I can get a go-ahead or confirmation, leadings and direction from Him. So I don't do anything without checking myself out. So this scripture reminds me to check myself out. I, I don't think I did that. I don't think I did it justice, but I tried. <laughs> oh, God. Um... 
the next question says which church do you go to and what's your favorite thing about it this is my favorite question give me a second let me pour some coke um so yeah, guys i'm thirsty okay and if you know me coke gives me stamina it gives me that thing oh uh, so mm. thank you jesus so it says which head do you go to and what's your favorite thing about it let me take a moment to just appreciate my man of god let me appreciate the god that god has the man that god has assigned me under like dr isaac Walt, that's my senior pastor also appreciate my reverend reverend jay also appreciate the reverend of my other my pastor um of the main church that i go to reverend reginald and also the leader that i'm under pastor matthew so i go to gospel pillars church i attend gospel pillars church. my home is gospel pillars church I am under Gospel Pillars Church. I serve under Gospel Pillars Church. I found myself in Gospel Pillars Church. I found my purpose. Like I feel like I also found my calling in Gospel Pillars Church. God has positioned me in the right church that literally provokes me to seek God on a daily basis. If it wasn't for this church, I don't think I will pursue the relationship with God. I don't think I will pursue the relationship with God the same way I am pursuing it now. So I attended Gospel Pillars Church. I'm a member of Gospel Pillars Church. I'm a leader at Gospel Pillars Church. I'm a doctor of Dr. Isaiah Wald and Pastor Prophet Hayes Leanna Wald. So yeah, I go to Gospel Pillars Church and the favorite thing about church, that church, number one, it's how deep they are in prayer. Okay? I love praying. That's funny. <laughs> but I do. Like, I really do. I love praying. And I've been in so many churches before I landed to Gospel Pillars Church. When I go to campus, I wanted to go to Christ Embassy. And I got invited by... You know, the men of God of Gospel Pillars Church. And first Sunday, I went to the Ring Church. I went to SCO by mistake. Second Sunday, I went to Gospel Pleasure. The first Sunday, I wanted to be, I wanted to be in everything. That church will provoke you to be who God has called you to be. There is a room for everybody in that church. There is a place for anybody with any kind of gift and any kind of calling in that church. When you get there, you, you know, it's, it's, it's not it's not nice to just be a member like there's something that urges you to do more for god in that church they oh guys oh you know i think my church deserves their own personal episode like that church it's amazing i love gospel pillars church it challenges you to seek god it challenges you to have your own relationship with god it challenges you to get to know god for yourself it challenges you to speak to god on a daily basis it present prayer as this beautiful thing that you don't want to miss out on a daily basis like it's such an amazing church i'm thankful i'm always grateful to god that he landed me in this church i i'm thankful to god that he saw me fit enough to be his tool 
in this church and it's such an amazing i feel like cry it's such an amazing church it's such an amazing ministry with an amazing pastors and leaders with an amazing senior pastor a man oh god a man after god's own heart like i follow the man i follow the god in him because you know when paul say follow me as i follow christ I'm doing that like I'm following the God in Dr. Isaiah world and I'm loving the God that I see in him that you know literally helps me to kind of you know get to a point where I want to know God like every Sunday after every service you feel like I want to get to know God more you feel like you are behind you feel like oh you are too slow you just want to get into the weight and just get into prayer and just get to know your father this amazing god that dr isaward always speaks about it gives you that joy to go back to your place and get to know him for yourself so i am a member of gospel pillars church gospel pillars international ministry gpc but now like i'm saving I attend a campus fellowship since I'm in campus. I'm still a student, so I attended a campus fellowship that it's called Gospel Pillars Campus Fellowship. It's in TUT main campus, and I'm under an amazing man of God, Pastor Matthew. Oh, God. You know, some people deserve their own episode. I can literally have an entire episode about how awesome these leaders in this church or this church how awesome it is and how amazing it is and now i am this woman of god i can speak about god with boldness with confidence i know the god that i'm speaking about so i'll you know i'm not even gonna start her and be like ah, 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 ah no i'm just gonna be straightforward when i say god is love when i say god is god i mean it because this church taught me that and it dro- drove me to teach myself and seek God for myself. Awesome. So if you don't have a place of fellowship, hit me up. I don't mind coming to fetch you wherever you are so that I can take you to this awesome. I know there are a lot of plenty awesome churches out there, plenty awesome churches, but Gospel Pillars is where God is. Like Gospel Pillars happens to be the best thing that has ever happened to me it has happened to be like i found gospel pillar at the right time because i, go, I went to school in 2017 and it was just three months after i rededicated my life to christ so god knew how much i needed a weird church a church where it teaches the word of god a church that literally gives you the weight as it is plainly as it is not not sugarcoat they don't sugarcoat the sugarcoat the weight they don't spice it up they don't add flavors they don't subtract anything they give you as it is they speak the mind of god they speak the heart of god they are the eyes of god oh god it's such an amazing amazing church i also love the prophetic my man of god is a prophet it's it's a prophet a prophetic ministry literally when he enters his office guys when he enters his office like he's a bad man he's so bad like he's so he's so good at what he's doing and i believe that what makes him god is the relationship that he pursue every day of him and god so yeah yo i can i can definitely say a lot about my chat so let me just 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 continue um the next thing is do you think saving in church is important 
Yeah, is very, very important. For me, if I was not serving in church, I would definitely be back at my old self. If, you know, serving in church is literally, they are holding you accountable. You know, they are definitely holding you accountable. Like every time when you think of doing something, you are thinking that, you know, they are souls attached to you, girl, boy. Like they are souls attached to you. And, you know, if you do something, you can affect a lot of people's salvation. You know, you don't want to be a reason why somebody's no longer coming to church. You don't want to be a reason why somebody doesn't want to doesn't wanna serve God. So serving at church, it's very important. It checks you out. It helps you to always, you know, when Paul said, we should always um, examine ourselves if we are still in the faith. Saving in church serves as that tool. One of those tools that checks you out if you're still in the faith. Checks you out if you're still working right with God. Check, like, it's, uh, I can't imagine myself not saving in church. Like, I can't imagine myself not saving. So it's very important to serve in, in church. You know, it's... And sometimes it can be, mm, if you're doing it outside the relationship with God, it can feel like a burden. It can feel like a chore. But if you're doing it in the relationship with God, like saving flows from the relationship with God, it, yeah, you withdraw the strength of saving in the kingdom of God from the relationship you have with God. So if your relationship is on slick, then your saving also can, you know, can sometimes feel like a burden if I make sense. So, yeah, it is important. And you continue on saying, which service do you do in your church? I am in Asha. Mm. Yeah, you know, I talk, you, you see the way I talk so much. I do a lot of smiling on Sundays. Yeah, I, there are segments that I'm involved in, like talk shows, tip of the day sometimes. Um, I do, you know, be in front of people. I lead prayer, I lead intercession because I'm one of the intercessors in the ministry. So, but my core savers, it's ushering. I love ushering. Even when I was in the world and still going to church, I was the, I was ushering. And I think that you know though in, in 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 those times it made me to appreciate ushering more now because i have this understanding or it's not just you being there and smiling and everything you know you are the first person people meet when they when they get into church so people can be having their own bad days so if you smile at them and you know just give them that handshake and lead them to their to their seats and everything it can literally lighten up somebody's mood so i'm not i'm sometimes i struggle to smile because i've been going on i've been going through my things you know i'll be in my feelings but god is helping me but i love ushering so i do ushering in church as a service to god um i'm a leader as well i do I'm, I'm HOP leader. Um, some of you guys call it Bible study leaders or home cell leaders, but we call it house of prayer, HOP leader. So I'm an HOP leader. Um, I'm, I do ushering. I'm an intercessor. I'm also in... Guys, I do a lot, okay? But my core service in the kingdom of God is ushering. But I do so much. Because I'm that 
girl i want to be in everything when it comes to god i want to do everything if it was possible for me i want to be a pastor i want to be uh, i want to be an ash i want to be in worship team i want to be in the department of like i want to be everywhere if you say we are doing it for girl for god count me in i'm there so very important if you don't save please pray to god and ask god what you can do in church for his service it will help you you won't you know it will help you to be like i don't know but it will check you out a lot um there will be things that you won't you won't do because you know of the kind of service you provide in the church in, in the kingdom of god and yeah and it also help you to you know move from your comfort zone and just you know but it all always goes back to having a relationship with God. If you don't have a relationship with God, it's very hard to serve with a joyful heart, to serve, you know, ex to like looking forward in serving. So it all it always takes us back to the relationship we have with God. Secondly, this one, I, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm gonna be honest with you guys. It says, how do you maintain? spiritual friendship with your girlfriends and guy friend number one point one i can't maintain relationship with girls it's very hard for me i don't know why i think i have i i you know i'm bad at friendships we thank god for salvation we thank god for the grace we thank god for mercy we thank god for his help we thank god for the holy spirit because if it wasn't for the holy spirit i was not going to be able to maintain any friendship because i have that mindset of i don't mind being alone i don't mind being by myself sometimes it 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 it, it hurts not to have anybody around you or sometimes you can have friends but still feel alone I've went through a season of having so many friends but still feeling lonely. So I was like, if I still feel lonely and I have friends, then what, what, what is the point of having friends if I still feel alone? But the Holy Spirit is redefining friendships. So this is a year where I'm intentional in my friendships. I can't say much about it because I'm still learning how to maintain friendships. But prayer has been a tool that I use in terms of making sure that the smaller friends that I have, you know, the smaller circle that I'm in, it's, you know, effective and impactful. I'm that one friend that I feel like I'm a teacher. I feel like I'm a lecturer. I feel like... I always want to pass out the knowledge that I've learned. I always want to pass out everything that I've learned. Everything that I learned in my in my time with God, in my devotion time, I always feel the edge to pass it out to other people. So that's how I, you know, I'm, I'm present. Okay, let me put it like this. I'm a present friend. By the help of the Holy Spirit, I'm a present friend. But I can't say much about it. I will have a different episode on friendships because literally the Holy Spirit told me that this is the year that he is redefining friendships. There's a lot to unlearn and learn to learn about friendships. And I'm looking forward to that. He's He added new people into my life that God has literally told me that these people are the people that I should call friends. And he's going to teach me how to maintain such friendship so i'm sorry that i cannot really answer you very well but i'm i've been struggling with friends for the longest time in my life i can count that i have like 50 i had 50 friends i don't have friends for more than a year those i had for more than a year it's because i don't know it's by the grace of god friends like carol like i've had like we've been friends for quite some time 
that is the longest friendship that I've ever kept in my life. And to be honest, it's because of... I don't know, I have a long heart towards her and she also have a long heart. We understand each other. We are two different people. Sometimes we make each other angry. Sometimes, you know, we go days without speaking to each other or anything like that. Our friendships is not a daily day. We don't text every single day, but the day we do, we don't see each other every day. But the day, the moment we see each other, we just flow. And I just thank God for that. So she's literally one of the girlfriends that I've cared for the longest time. Mutunzo has to be the guy friend that I've kept for the longest time. Um, Penelope as well. Mm, she's not. I don't. I don't see Penelope as a friend. I see him. I see her as a sister. So she's two in one. She's a sister and a friend. Even Mutunzo, she he's two in one. He's a friend and a brother as well. Those are the longest friendship that I've been able to maintain. Like, yeah. So I thank God for that. But God has added a new friend, little Honolo, you know. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing how God will help me to maintain such friendship. Like, everybody has their role. They are playing different, playing different roles in my life. I also have a friend called... I know you guys didn't ask me to name my friends, but I feel like because I can't really answer this question, can I just name them? I also have Kalalelo. She's one of my good friends. I see her as a best friend. Yeah, so yeah. But God is redefining friendships for me this year. I'm in a season of where God is redefining friendship, where God is redefining relationships, where God is redefining, you know, any relation, you know, any relationship with family, with friends, with it being romantic, it being, you know, friendships, likewise, God told me to just chill. He's about to teach me a lot. Yo. Um, second question says, not second, I mean, our next question says, which books helped you in your work with Christ? Let me frank with you. Let me be frank with you. Just me, anything by Dressmere has helped me. Especially because I'm an emotional driven person. Like my emotions, oh God. I react so fast by emotion that by the moment I hear what the Holy Spirit wanted me to do in that situation, it's already too late. So but then Dressmere, I think emotion, something emotion by Dressmere yeah, a lot. Anything by Dress Maya. Actually, anything by Dress Maya, okay? Or Maya. Maya, Maya, Maya. I don't know. Anything by Dress Maya. Also, prayer caused by my father, prayer caused by Dr. Isaac helped me in terms of understanding different kinds of prayers, different types of prayers, categories of prayers, how to approach God, what to expect. And one thing that I, one thing, that it's here at the back of my mind from that book is that you are not done praying until you have a word from God. That that has been my mentor. Like that word has been mentoring my prayer life. That way that that's you know sentence or those words. Oh English was Zalwani. Those words has been mentoring me in my prayer life like doctor said something like you are not done praying until you have a word from god so i'll be praying 
and i'll be sitting there and be like god there's no way then i'm not done i'll literally sit down sometimes my prayers they be like one hour 30 minutes that 30 minutes trust me it's me sitting down waiting in silence to hear what god has to say i'm not moving until there's a word from god because prayer it's it's a conversation between you and god so a lot of christians we 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 we, we make it to be like it's always about you. Me, 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 this. God, please this. God, please that. And then you stand up and you walk away. You don't sit down to hear what God has to say. That's why a lot of us, you know, we struggle with a lot of things because we present situation before God, but we don't wait long enough to hear solutions for those situations. Then we go away like, I've been praying about the one thing and God and saying nothing. Da, 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 da. No, you didn't give God enough time to speak. He was ready to speak but you like he was speaking but you were not in a place where you could hear him so sitting down every time in prayer to intentionally sit down in quiet and to listen what god has to say it's the best thing and i've learned that in one of my men of god's book which 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 is called prayer course by dr isa ward i don't know if it's it's there online or anything like but if you want it dm him i was DM me, I'll send it to you. Free, I'll send that PDF. I, it, it's a PDF. I have it on my laptop. I have it on my PC. But I can make sure that I transfer it to my phone and I send it to you. It's it's vital for a Christian to know how to pray. It's a vital thing because how can you be in a relationship with somebody and you're not speaking to them? Every, you go days without saying your word. Mm-mm. No ways. So prayer calls definitely by Dr. Isa Ward and being more than being more than a good Bible study girl by Lisa. I don't know. I can't pronounce her last name, but she's um she's the president of or she's the founder of um Proverbs Thirty One Ministries. So she has a podcast. She writes books. She's a minister. She's all that. So there's a book. By her that's that there's a book by her that there there is a book by her which is called being more than a bible study girl being more than a good bible study girl so those are the three well just may anything by just may anything by my man of god dr isa Ward. but being specific i'll say prayer course by dr isa Ward. if you're struggling with giving in church if you're struggling with offerings tithes and everything i also recommend you know i used to struggle with i used to say ah pastors eat down our money is anything until i read the book by my man of god church and money by dr isa what as well if you need it i have a copy you know if you need it and if you want it i can make sure that you i don't i think they have a pdf yeah i think there's an ebook of that book i'll yeah just dm me um next question is what's your strategy for growing closer to god i don't have any strategy for growing closer to god what i have is one way be intentional you can never go closer to god if you're not intentional you need to you know this walk with christ is an intentional walk if you're not intentional about prayer if you're not intentional about sitting down and digging into the word of god if you're not intentional about going to church then you can't grow closer to god you need to be intentional you need to be intentional in doing anything that is that you can possibly do to grow closer to god things like prayer like prayer and studying of the word of god is 
the key to growing closer to God. But first and first, having a relationship with God. Once you have a relationship with God, you always want to hear from God. You always want to say something to God. So you use his way to hear from him and you use prayer to speak to him. So growing closer to God, you need to be intentional about seeking God on a daily basis, being intentional about sitting down in prayer and talking to God, being intentional about saving Christ, being intentional about going to church, being intentional about anything that the Bible says is a way of growing closer to God. Is it raining? I think it's raining. So yeah, being intentional. One way to be intentional. Once you are intentional, once you tell yourself that you want to grow closer to God, you would do anything that you're supposed to do to grow closer to God. Do you have any godly counsel that you go to for prayers and confirmation? Definitely. I have a scripture actually for that. It's, I think it's Proverbs 14. Uh, Proverbs 11 verse 14. It says, I'll read it from, I use the Bible study. Um, the study Bible by Joyce Meyer that is called The Battlefield of the Mind because I struggle a lot with overthinking, struggle a lot with emotions. So this book, this Bible has helped me and it's an amplified version. So every time I read a passage or a scripture, I always know that it's an in. I'll definitely use amplified version or message. So it says, where there is no wise, intelligent guidance, the people fall and go off course like a ship without a helm. But in the abundance of wise and godly counselors, there is victory. So, I have my godly counsel. Like, I have people that I go to every time when I fall down, every time I cannot pray, every time I need confirmation um, about a certain thing, every time I, where I, I feel like I'm doubting what God has told me, so I ask them to pray for me so that they can tell me what God has been saying about that certain thing. So I do have a godly cancer. And I, th I have five people, they all have, they serve different things. I go to them for different reasons. If I need um, counsel about anything, anything i go to my pastor and if i need cancer about you know prayer i go to this one about studying the word this one if i don't have strength anything like that i need guidance in you know certain areas i go to my spiritual mentor ever i have um a prayer request or something that i need god to confirm to me about any goals that i have that they serve peoples and profit there's a guy that God has just added into my cycle and I see him as one of the godly cancer, which is Letonolo, in terms of, you know, business ideas. No, I'm not a business person, but I'm just saying ideas that will serve peoples and profit. So I do have godly cancer. I do have people that I go to. Based on scripture, I do have people that I go to so that I can be victorious, okay? We don't know everything. That things we don't know, we need people who have, who are not literally saying more spiritual than we are, but people who are more matured, you know, people who, especially more matured in that area, in certain areas, we do need people to go to for prayers and in terms of confirmation. So yeah, I do have godly concern. Someone just say, why podcast? <laughs> and continue saying, how sure are you that God has called you to do podcast? So, in in my first episode, I I, I was def, I was like discussing 
the idea that God has given me. I, I went into details how God called me, how God gave me the idea, how we went about it, and how we got here. So let me just say this. Um, I got the idea. I prayed about the idea, and I doubted the idea. I started seeking people that's what that's a point of saying i started seeking validation and you know all that but in 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 god has god used that to confirm um um uh, confirm that he's calling me into podcasting so one of the greatest confirmation i got is this there were last year um, during the in our international conference our my man of god dr isa world prophesied i love the fact that he was accurate and specific I don't know if there's anybody else doing podcast or YouTube channel or anything like that, but I took that weight for myself and God literally convicted me and told me that that's a confirmation that I'm calling you to do this thing. So what Dr. Aizawa said, he said, I see a girl in South Africa, like, I mean, our main, our headquarters is in Lagos in Nigeria. So that's one of the things that gives me confidence, whatever that doctor is saying, especially in terms of prophecy. Like, I take it with full force because I know that it's from God, definitely. So he said, I seen a girl in um, in South Africa who who wants to start a, an online radio. That's how he put it. He said an online radio. And he went, you know, he went on and saying, this person has a, num- a couple number of followers on social media. And at the moment, like, the moment he said it, I it was not ringing a bell. Like I was just chilling. I'm like, mm, I wonder who that is. But something, the spirit, literally, convicted me, and be like, that is your weight. I had to write it down. I had to to tell my pastor, the pastor that I'm under. I'm like, remember, I told you about the podcast. I feel like this is the way that God. This is. Th- this word is for me. I feel like doctor is speaking about me. And yeah, we confirming and everything like so that was my greatest confirmation that God is calling me into this thing. Because by that time I only spoke to my oh yeah, I spoke to a lot of people, but I was doubting the idea. I was starting I was doubting that it's from God. I was doubting that I I can do it. And he 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 went on saying that do it. He went on saying do it. Like he went on saying do it. And that was like that was it then that's that was one of the greatest confirmation. But my mentor also confirmed through some few prophecies that she, you know, she said over me, through ways that she said over me, I wrote them down and when I aligned them they all go back to podcast. Um I was listening to different people, you know, a lot of things conf- were saving Okay, a lot of things are serving as a confirmation, but the greatest confirmation, the foundation of this podcast is the weight from my men of God. So, yeah. Three more questions. Oh, I'll be like, I've been... I think this is more than an hour. Okay, it says, how does your quiet time looks like? So, um, let me try to summarize it let me try to give you a picture because if it was a youtube channel it was gonna be better i was gonna be able to show it show you how i do my quiet time but because it's a podcast i have to say in a way that you will have a picture of it so what i do is i wake up i i have a journal i have so many journals i i journal a lot i it, it frees me it relaxes my mind it just you know, so I have a journal which is, it's it's a conversations that I have with God in the morning, when I wake up. 
So before I do anything, before I open up my Bible, before I verbally pray, I take my journal to journal my emotions. I'd be like, dear Lord, and I speak my mind. I pour out my heart every single morning. That's what I do. I pour out my heart. I'd be like, dear Lord, this is how I'm feeling. Da -da 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 -da. You see, last night I slept with this pain. Da -da -da -da. I feel like this. Da -da 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 -da. And I'd be like, thank you, Jesus. And I close my I, I close my journal, I put it there, and I go to my to my Bible. So in the mornings I do um my devotion. Um I use um our ministry daily devotion. So every day they send out a daily devotion in our group in our church group chat. So I take that I take the scripture of the day, I read the scripture of the day, I write my mind, I write what I journal anything that on a different journal, on my study Bible journal, I journal anything that God is telling me, teaching me about that certain scripture. And then I read the elaboration by my man of God. My man of God goes in details, you know, um, goes in details of the scripture and teaching and everything. So I read that. And I also do a study Proverbs every single day. I study chapter of Proverbs. So I study Proverbs to just get wisdom and just you know pace my mind for the for the day then i continue to speak to god throughout the day you know prayer it's not only you know there's intentional prayer and this prayer that you just which is a conversation with god throughout the day i continuously speak to god on it on like on like throughout the day so there's intentional quiet time where I, I intentionally sit down in prayer and then there's prayer with God on it on throughout the day then um in the in the in but at night what I do is I in the morning I pray my prayers okay after doing my devotion after reading the daily devotion I pray for the timid for myself it's about me no nobody's I don't mention anybody's name. It's all about me. That's where I'm like, I'm about myself, trying to find out what God want me to do that day. I'm trying to find out the the mind of God and the heart of God for that day. And But at night, that's where I do my intercession. That's where I don't put myself in. I'm praying for people. I'm praying for the nations. I'm praying for the church. I'm praying for all of that. I use prayer points. 30 minutes I take to you. I, I take it to pray the prayer point of our um, um intercession group and then that's when i take it to pray for the prayer request that people has given me the prayer point that god has placed in my heart and everything like that then after that i study the bible that's where i study in the morning i do my morning i just read and just write god's mind but in the evening at night i study like i'm intentional about taking down and getting the context and just getting the background and getting everything that I need to get from the scriptures. So I study the Bible. I use the um the Bible plan. Um, this year I've joined a group of um Obradasa Kile. I think that's his name. Yeah, I've joined a group of Obradasa Kile of studying the entire Bible. Okay, yearly Bible plan or something like that, where we are studying the entire Bible this year. So I'm in that group. They they are dropping chapters every day, um, chapter that we need to study. So that's what I do at night. I start. But last day I was using a study, a Bible plan, a yeah, yeah from U version. Oh God, I've been speaking in English, so now my home language wanna come out. Like Setswana just wanna be there. Like Kalegebala. English. So, but going back, 
to the episode. Um, yeah, I use the study Bible plan. I, I last year, previous years, I was using the study Bible plan from New Vision, but this year I've joined a group, as I said, a group of um of Ubrata Zakile. Oh, there's Zakile, Zakile and Sakile. I think Minister Sakile, I joined the prayer group. That's where I say, yeah, I take some problems from there. And then, Uzakile, it's for, oh God, I'm in so many groups. Uzakile, it's for, for Bible reading. So yeah, that's how my quiet time looks like. How old are you? Are you still in school? Are you working? How do you balance your faith life and your personal life? I don't, I can't, I can't divide them. Like, they are one thing. Everything, it's built on my faith life. Like, there's no way that I have a personal life, I have a faith life, I have a relational life, I have a social life. They all centered in my faith life. Like, my faith life birthed out every other thing. Okay? So, I'm 23 years of age. I'm turning 24. 31st of this. So, yeah, I'm 23 years of age and I'll be turning 24 in December 31st. Um, and as I've said, like, my life is centered around my relationship with God. Like, my relationship with God gives birth to anything else around me. It gives birth to my academic life, my social life, relationships, friendships, personal or whatever. My relationship with God births out every area of my life. So, I don't have, like, two lives. Like, my life, it's one all centered around my relationship with God so I really can't say how I balance my life my personal life and my faith life because I know for a fact that if my relationship with God is literally like not in a good shape everything around me is in shackles like everything around me it's not okay like every time thing when things don't go like as like if things don't go as normal as they do and i don't have peace and i don't have joy in it i know that there's something i'm doing wrong in my relationship with god so i need to go back to the drawing board and find out maybe i'm you know i'm putting some things before god and maybe sometimes i feel like i've neglected my devotion time with god sometimes i feel like i don't spend enough time with god so that's why everything around me seems so you know so you know breaking or you know shambles or whatever so yeah i don't really have a strategy of balancing these two things because they are not two it's it's a one thing my life it's like in the center of my relationship with god my relationship with god it's my entire life so last lastly um the last question it's not even a question says one word that describes you targetive like um um yo guys i talk a lot like every time everywhere i am i have something to say if you if you want to know how i'm feeling that day you will see by the amount of time or by the amount of you need to scale me by how i talk if i don't talk the way you use used to me you know that something is bothering me because i'm always talking i'm very talkative and i think that works in god's advantage i know i think he knows why he made me that way because there were some times where i'm praying like people are always saying i'm talkative people are always saying i'm this and that and then god are like i created you like that for a reason i created you like that because i knew that you're gonna speak my way you're gonna speak 
for my kingdom your talkativeness it's not meant to destroy you but it's meant to build my kingdom and also to build you in me so yeah one way to describe me as talkative so thank you so much for joining me tonight i'll see you guys in my next episode bye Thank you so much for spending some time with me tonight. I hope you enjoy your cup of tea with some milk and sugar in it. Don't miss out on our next tea date. Bye.